You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. It is... Thursday. It is Thursday, you're right. Is that what you want? I thought it was Monday all day. (laughs) I actually asked the guys if they were leaving for class. They go, we don't go to class on Thursday. I went, is it Thursday? That's right. Well, just to add confusion, we record on Thursday, but this airs on Monday. Oh, that's right. Who knows what day it is anymore? Yeah, no. Every day's a good day. So it is Monday. It is. I was right. (laughs) Just when I thought I was wrong, I was right. He loves that. It is Monday. He's not right. Uh, All that to say, welcome. First mistake I ever made, thinking I was wrong. Oh, geez. And uh, we're glad you're here. Last week, we had fun. We did have fun. Can't remember last week, but it was a lot of fun. If that you missed it, go listen to it. the deer jumping on your hood? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the deer. And so Steve made a mistake last week that he wanted to clarify it. I didn't want to clarify it. You wanted me to clarify it. You wanted well, me you to. Said, Vicky wanted me. Let's get it straight. <laughs> Vicky wanted me to admit I made a mistake, well. and she wanted it in, on a recording <laughs> for posterity. Yeah, for posterity. <laughs> Never mind. You don't have to. First mistake I ever made. Did oh. we already say that? Anyway, go I, ahead. I had said that the band was Gentle Faith and the band was Mustard Seed Faith. There you I go. mean, that's so far off. Okay. Both of them last name Faith and, yes. and Mustard. Mustard and Gentle. Yeah. There you go. Close so there you enough. go. Close enough, but we got there in the end. Yeah. So, um, let's dive into our scripture before we get too off track. We're in Matthew chapter 11 this week. And this we're going to start in verse 1. And yes. Yes. I think Vicky's helping Steve. Well, there's a prophetic there's a prophetic pen. word on Steve's shirt. Oh. And I Princess Cruz. Princess Cruises. <laughs> She's prophesying our future. I just, I just uh, put She's a hold hoping. on a week to cruise and I thought I think this is the answer for the Lord. Go. There you go. All right. Well, let's see what else he has to say today. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. When Jesus had finished giving... Where are you at again? Matthew 11. Thank you. When Jesus had finished giving instructions to his 12 disciples, he departed from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John, while imprisoned, heard of the works of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the expected one, or shall we look for someone else? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who does not take offense at me. And go. Well, I think this is like, you know, like in my life. You know, are you the Christ? Is the Christ? Uh, it's like, is the Christ with you? Yeah. And their their real search was, has the has has the Christ arrived? Now it's interesting that John recognized him in the womb. He leapt in the womb when Mary entered the room, right? When his mother, where his mother was, and John sends his disciples to him. And a lot of people speculate on this that John sent his disciples, knowing John. John, knowing he was going to pass away, Hmm. go find this guy. And I think John's disciples probably had the same kind of questions Jesus' disciples had. And so they might have changed it to, are you the one? (laughs) And But it's so clear that John knew Jesus was the one. But the question still is, is he the only one? Is he the one? Are you looking for something in your life? Then 
the question has to be asked, is Jesus the one, you know? We're living in this uh, season right now where the Jesus Revolution movie has got a, people talking about Jesus more, and, mm-hmm. and especially Christian people are actually talking about Jesus yep. more. And then we're talking about the Jesus movement, which was so prolifically all about Jesus. And those of us saved in that movement are tend to be about Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so John's disciples come and say, are you the one, you know, or should we look for someone else? And, you know, I, I heard a, I watched a documentary the other day. I got about halfway through it. It was Keith Green searching for Jesus. He believed in Jesus, but what everyone was saying about Jesus, he didn't believe. It was kind of like he believed in a guy. Hmm. And he and he was, I don't remember if it was Christian science or whatever he was looking at, but he finally met the Lord, and it was Jesus, and, and Jesus was the one. Hmm. And then Keith Green had a legendary, you know, short life, but legendary time hmm. of preaching and singing about Jesus, and it was so magical and, hmm. and so full of anointing. And so these guys here, they go and they ask the question, are you the one? And I, I just wish everybody would ask the question, are you the one? It's good. All right, and they seek him to find out, are, are you for real? Yeah, it's good. You know, is this just, is this just you know, someone told me, a, pa- a pastor who left the pastorate actually told me the other day, that, that not too long ago, that, the, that Jesus really isn't the one. Hmm. And it really revealed a lot of struggles that person has had in their life because they really have never answered this question, is Jesus the one? And I don't think anybody wow. should go so far as to be ordained, for heaven's sakes, wow. if you don't know the answer to this question. And I think the answer is crazy because um, do I know, you know, do I know Jesus? And he says that, you know, the, the blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who takes no offense at me. And I, mm. and I, Wow. I think it's interesting if you go backwards. Um, I preach Jesus, and and sometimes I just do nothing but read verses, mm-hmm. and people are offended at me for bringing that up. They say you got to quit doing that. And people actually, Christian people, Christian churches, Christian movements say we don't we don't really you know that's just really hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this cut off your hand if you're sin, it causes you to sin and stuff. You know, it's just too this is too hard. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Vicky and I started, you know, she started reading and she would blurt out in the house and go, I forgot how hard this is. Because yeah. you get you get this season of just moving away from reading Jesus, finding out and, and coming to hear the one speak. And we have this incredible thing called the Bible that we get to read his words all these 2,000 years later. We get to read his ver- words, you know, and and find out, man, this is hard stuff, man. He's, yeah. it was, he was no joke. He wasn't, he wasn't playing. He's serious about follow me, and he's serious about obey me and do what I'm telling you to do. And so first and foremost, it's take no offense at me. And it's like, whoa, and the gospel is preached to the poor. And I would really rather preach the gospel to the rich because when they do come into your church, the, it makes life a lot easier, <laughs> a church getting offerings that can actually pay the bills, yeah. right? Not having to go out and try to figure out how to pay the bills or print, you know, seek God for these answers. And, and so there's, you know, but the, but the proof that the one is with you is that the gospel is preached to the poor. It's good. But the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. Now, I know this is, this is somewhat different than what he wrote, but in my life, the dead are raised because people who are, it's just kind of like the prodigal son. My son was dead, but now he's alive. Yeah. And so in that sense, I have seen the dead raised. Mm-hmm. In the other sense, I have to take the word of people who've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy I know named Roland Baker, um, you know, he would share about it and that they almost had it happen, you know, 
here and there. They had it happen at least numerous times in their life. Well, I haven't seen that, but one of the signs is, is the dead being raised and it could be people who are dead getting back up. I read Mel Tari's book, uh, like a mighty wind and man, they had, they were having a lot of people raised from the dead mm -hmm. and it was the sign that there was a movement of Jesus in the land. And so at least for me, not having seen a dead person come back to life because of Jesus is here, I have seen tremendous amounts of people, including Vicky. I watched Vicky come back to life, and I watched, you know, a lot of people come back to life in my, in my life on the sense of the prodigal type of dead, but he was dead because he was living in death, right. but now he's alive. I've seen the blind, in the same way, I personally has not, not seen a blind person healed. But I've seen an awful lot of people who seeing they do not see, mm -hmm. having eyes to good. see they do not see, good. all of a sudden able to see. And in that sense, I can tell you that Jesus is here at the Father's house. The, the blind are receiving their sight. Those who cannot see and have no eyes are getting eyes and coming. And, and lepers, I mean, okay, so I don't have much skin-eating disease around me. But I certainly have lepers all around me and the homeless and the, yeah. and the addicted and the just t really the, to, you wanna, the victims of selfishness yeah. are all around me and they're being, they're being cleansed and they're being made whole. And again, with the deaf being able to hear, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Having ears, they do not hear. And in so these senses, I definitely can tell you that these are, this is a fabulous list to identify in your life whether or not Jesus is here. Are you the one? First off, is he here? Second off, is he the one? And, and so in your life, is he the one? So good. Can you look at your life and see that the blind are seeing? People who could not see are seeing. People who could not hear are hearing. Could not see truth, could not hear truth. People who are dead to so God excited. are now alive in God. People who were you know, have social diseases, bad. suicidal, uh, hated life, now love life, hated self, now love self. They're being transformed, born again. The biggest question is uh, people are being born again. And are you the one? Well, let me tell you what. Go and tell them. Go tell everybody what's happening. Yeah. People are being born again. I was sharing with a friend the other day who was trying to preach to somebody. And they had a, they had to speak in this uh, gathering. I said, I'm really nervous. I said, hey, just. Talk about how good you're doing. Don't don't talk about how bad you were doing. Just talk about how good you're doing. And they came out of it with this sense that people were upset because if you're doing so great now, you must have been doing horrible back then. Mm -hmm. And so why were you doing horrible with us, but now you're doing great? Mm -hmm. And it's it's a sense of it's a weird sense, and I do hear it all the time mm -hmm. that, you know, People actually don't want their kid or their friend to become born again and have this joy anymore because that means when failure. you were with them, when we were running the world, you weren't. Hmm. And that means you think I'm miserable or you think I'm a failure at life and it's, or a failure at Christianity. I lived this Christianity with you and it didn't work. Then I went over and lived this Christianity with Jesus being present and me deciding he's the one. Religion isn't the one. Culture isn't the one. Race isn't the one. Right. Uh, nationality isn't the one. Gender isn't the one. Money. In fact, yeah, financial financial independence isn't the one. No, Jesus himself is the one. And the signs that the one is with you is that the gospel is preached to the poor. And, there's no, and, and people that do this or in this culture 
take no offense at Jesus. Right. They're not they're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They know it's the power of God for salvation. And it's not just the power of God for salvation. It's the power of God for kingdom come, my will be done. Yeah. It's the power of God for ever present one with you. The I am, the, the I am, the I am that I am, the never forsake you, the forgiveness of sins, the weight and the healing of my soul, the the joy unspeakable full of glory and the peace that passes understanding. Jesus, taking no offense at Jesus is the key to this life that is promised for a Christian. Yeah. And yet you look around you and there's a Christianity that just doesn't work because you don't have those things. Something bad happens, a deer falls out of the sky and lands on your hood and it ruins your life. I mean, you're, just, you're cursed because a deer landed on your hood. Well, we aren't. We, we love, we're laughing about it and joking, and car might be totaled, and we love that car, but it's a car, man. And there's this, there's this, there's, I mean, it's so much worse than a car being hacked. You know, we've had horrors in our life with death and sickness and, and actual suffering and yeah. house burning down, just, yeah. you know, crashing economies and like all the things that, and betrayal of loved ones and betrayal of friends and, and just, you have all these things in your life, people turning selfish, all of the fruit of selfishness happening in your life. But what does Christianity do? It, it takes no offense at him. It has the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It sees, it continues to see people born again, come back to life, having eyes to see, they see, having ears to hear, they hear. Uh, it's just lepers are cleansed and brought in. They're welcomed into the fold. The, the black sheep, you know, the, or the, 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 the dysfunctional sheep is brought in and taught how to be functional. It just goes on and on and on. The gospel is preached to the poor without regards to how much money they have or what, the, what good they can bring you. <clears throat> yeah. And the truth is taught whether you like it or not. You know, I saw this picture the other day that says, a church where the truth is taught. And it's just empty. <laughs> A truth is where, and then this church is where what's, what's taught is what you want to hear. Mm. Well, I think that's a little cynical. Just a bit. Just a little. Yeah, I yeah. think, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's funny because yeah. it, it's how we feel. We want to yeah. give an excuse for why our church isn't growing. It's how we feel, but I think that churches where the truth is, truth is taught it would, would definitely grow because they would definitely eventually fill because people are being born again. Mm. And, you know, it might not be the millions of people, but it, it definitely will be more than you can handle. Yeah. People who want joy unspeakable, full of glory. People who want the fruit of the Holy Spirit. They want kindness and goodness in their life. Mm. You know, and, and it's like, what does it take? Well, follow Jesus. And he says, cut your hand off and poke your eye out. And what he's really saying is stop sinning. Yeah. You know, stop sinning. And so, anyway, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> now. That was awesome. <laughs> Well, for me, I was as I read that it's you know it's John John's speaking right John the Baptist's cousin, and I went back to Matthew um, three when he when John was baptizing mm -hmm. and then he baptized Jesus and of course the mm -hmm. back and forth he didn't want to really do that, um, but afterwards after he baptized him and said uh, after being baptized Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold the heavens were opened and he saw the he saw the, the spirit, spirit of God. Of God. Descending as a dove and lightning on him, Jesus. And behold, a voice out of heaven said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Um, it seems to me, and I could be wrong interpreting this, but it seems like John wasn't sure mm. if this is a guy. I mean, he's hearing all these things. I'm sure in Jerusalem or wherever they were in that area that John has been hearing this stuff in prison. But yet he has questions too. Is he the one? 
Where's he number two? Where's he number three? You know, where is he in the order of your life? And I mean, he, it, I thought that was so fascinating because we all deal sometimes with, is he really number one? Is he the one? Yeah. And <clears throat> John had, John was conflicted. Right. He wanted to know for sure this is the guy he's been waiting for. And I, th- I just thought, well, you know, he's your cousin. You know who he is. Mm-hmm. You baptized him. And his name is Jesus, and you're getting these things at the prison, I imagine. Don't you think he's probably hearing something, yeah. you know? And he's he's questioning, is this really who he says he is? Is this is this the one? I just thought I could really identify with that. And he's already seen this and heard this. Correct. Right. He was already around for a while. He's yeah. already baptized. Yeah. He's already ba- That's what I'm saying. He yeah, baptized him. He's like, the one? So to me, it's like the point of view is like, wow, he kind of um, – I don't know if he quest- if there's, it was a real question, but the way it's the way it's – laid yeah. out it looks like he was questioning he was questioning right. and jesus his answer is is very very um con- is succinct and to the point mm-hmm. kind of like what do you what do you like what do you, what do you mean <laughs> yeah you know this is happening this is happening this is happening go tell john that right so i just thought that was kind of fascinating yeah some he, of the he, he had that he had that one-on-one he knew jesus he was his yeah. cousin he was related to him he baptized him he saw this the dove come down and yet are you the one I think John's, there's some commentators and some historians right. have that John's disciples wanted John to be the one. Oh, okay. And they went to say, you know, like he sent them there, go ask him if you're the one <laughs> so that he can answer you and you can be convinced that so he's that John the one. So that John could convince his disciples? Yeah, because he knows he's dying and he wants his disciples to follow the one. Okay. His whole purpose in life was to point the way to the one. Yeah, yeah. Make straight the path to the Lord. Correct. And so his, his own disciples are with him. And I'm pretty sure they want him to be the one. I mean, they've never seen anything like John. Right. I mean, he's baptizing for the repentance from sin, yeah. forgiveness of sin. They've never been forgiven in their life. They've only had, they've only had their sins pushed off by the blood of animals. Mm-hmm. But in this baptism, they're washed. And so, you know. Do you he's, think that's I, what that I, was going on? I, that's what I was talking about. I think that John was sending his disciples there so they could meet the one. Hmm. I'm not. I, it'd be hard to believe after the baptism and the yeah. voice from heaven right. saying, "This is my son." That's, the I'm Holy Spirit, about that. yeah, Holy Spirit lands on him, you know, <laughs> and remains. Right. And so then, I think what he's doing is telling his disciples, "Go ask him." He'll and then listen to his answer, and you'll probably be convinced. And so he says, "Go and report to John what you hear and see." And it's like honestly. Make sure you hear it and see it, because you know it's. Awesome. But I mean, even the the, the uh, his disciples, his apostles, saw incredibly wonderful things, yeah. and I don't think they knew he was the one. Right, no. but they aren't they aren't the the greatest man <laughs> born of woman. No. That's true. Conceived right. you know, Jesus says, he, no one greater than John has ever lived. Yeah, you know? that's true. This, there must have been this discouragement that came upon John's uh, <laughs> disciples in the moment of our guy that we've been following is now in prison and. He's gonna die, and you know, there's that yeah. moment of like, yeah. did we get it wrong? Did we miss something? Yeah, what did do we, we do now? You know, like, yeah. And Jesus, is, and I think that, you know, there's there's that interpretation that you said that about his disciples. Some other people say the whole idea of, is it that John did John start to doubt because it didn't work out the way he expected it to turn out? I, I thought, you know, that. Did John what? Did John expect it himself to end up in prison and be beheaded, or did he expect, you know, to? It's kind of odd. Or did he think he'd be okay too? Like, there's that little. But either way, the idea that the circumstances, whether it's for the disciples or for John himself, didn't go probably the way they expected, and that little bit of like, "Hey, are you really the one?" I think we, I think we can relate to that. See, like, and it could be a dead end, like the first yeah. disciples. When we this, find ourselves yeah. in circumstances in our lives that we wouldn't 
expect ourselves to be and it's easy to start to ask that question of Jesus are like one? are you really are who you, you really say you are are you really on the throne are you really going to keep your word are you really keep your promises I think it's easy to get that little seed of doubt into our hearts and yeah I think that we've all struggled through that yeah. but I know Steve and I and we've talked about it numerous yeah. times on the on the podcast when things like bad things happen to people who love Jesus yeah. you're like you actually have the moment is like I thought you were the one. I thought you're. I thought everything's under your throne and we're protected. And when weird tragedies happen, you're like, either you're the one, or you're not. But if you're the one, you know what's going on. So I'm going to follow you. There's a decision to be made when you find out he is the one. He is the one. Whether or not you're going to follow him. Yeah. And in our Western Christianity, oftentimes we just think it's a name and claim it, and it's a good good boys club where. Yeah. Everything works out. And what we found in uh, serving Jesus for 40, 40 plus years uh, is that you just got to buckle your seatbelt. You're on a roller coaster. Yeah. And it's that, it's that corkscrew one that goes ups and down. <laughs> and, and, and it's like if he's the one, I'm following him no matter yeah. where he goes. Yeah. I like that. It's interesting as well that he, he points to the evidence of his faith, right? He doesn't, of his words. He doesn't say, um, he doesn't give him a teaching. He doesn't say, of course I am the one. He says, look at what's happening. And that points to who he is, right? What What do you think the significance of that is? Is there any significance to that? Or Yeah. Yeah. The results, the fruit, yeah. the outcome, the works, they speak for themselves. And in a Christianity that wants to remove works from the table, I think you end up removing your evidence that the world needs to see you take off the table the evidence of the messiah works are the work of the messiah what do you mean i mean they're What's trying the to they're trying to remove works from it the man and it, are you the one well this is what's going on these are the works of the messiah mm -hmm. go tell and when when you tell these works the answer to your question is obvious mm -hmm. Well, so then when Jesus died, did it end? He said it wasn't going to end. He commissioned <laughs> them. He, he sent them out on the Great Commission. He breathed on them the Holy Spirit. He met them on the day of Pentecost and filled things. them. He returned to them on the day of Pentecost yeah. in the form of the Holy Spirit. And he also said, these things you see me do, which this is the description of these things mm -hmm. you see me do. Uh, you will do these and even greater things than these. Right. And I think the greater things than these is you will preach the gospel to the whole world. I came for the Jews first and the Gentiles second. You're going to preach it to the whole world. Mm. I'm going to be in one little country. You're going to spread the planet to every living creature. Yeah. And so the works are the evidence that Jesus is here. The works are the evidence that Jesus saves. It's the evidence that Jesus is the hope for blind people, deaf people. And I mean more about having eyes to see and cannot see than I am actual blacked out eyes. Because, yeah. I mean, I just don't see blind people everywhere getting healed. But mm -hmm. I do see people coming alive in the Holy Spirit and seeing spiritually. I do Skip. see that all the time. I see people coming, hearing, seeing, being set free. Their shackles falling off. And I watch them walk right back to hell where they get reshackled and yeah. reblinded and redeft. Yeah. They just absolutely get reinvigorated in the, the life in the hog pen. Yeah. The, the, the squandering of their inheritance. So I see it all the time. It's like, well, what? Paul said they must not have ever been with us. Mm. And I'm like, man, they sure looked like they were with yeah, us. They, they, sure they, 
Their eyes were opened. Their ears were opened. Their life was opened up. Their whole, the joy came on them. They, they felt the evidence of the Holy Spirit. The Messiah is here. Good. And they went back. And I, so I think that the, one of the most important parts that Jesus is saying is that the works demonstrate who he is. Mm-hmm. And when Christians say it's not about works, or there's no works to be done, there's nothing you need to do, there's nothing can be done. It's all done. I think they're they're wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's nothing's changed today. Is is Jesus here? Well, look at the works. Yeah. Look at what people are doing who walk in His name. Look at what people are doing who walk in His Spirit. And I think it's the same answer. Is Jesus here? Well, look around you and decide for yourself. If I say it, it's kind of self-serving. But what do you see? I remember a story of a guy that was so drunk, it was coming out of his pores, and he was dysfunctional in his business, and he came into our church, and he got born again, and he went from being so drunk in the service to being totally sober in the service. The same service. Yeah. Yeah. And then he walked in. He was miraculously mm-hmm. healed of, of the alcohol that he had drank that Just morning. Freedom. Just freedom. Mm-hmm. So much freedom. And he was in church, man. And whenever we would talk about doing something, he was out there helping us. I mean, he he showed up in his business to rototill things for mm-hmm. us. And, to, he you know, he just was he was just ready to go. He was so full of joy. And he was so happy to have this wonderful relationship with Jesus Christ. That's right. And then, but he had been mm-hmm. raised in a church where women were not allowed to speak. Mm-hmm. And one day we had one of our lady pastors feel led by the Lord and asked me, I have a word from the Lord. Can I share it? He got up and spoke and took the microphone and spoke this word from the Lord. And he was so appalled and offended that I let a woman speak mm-hmm. that he, he challenged me. I said, what's going on, man? You, you just suddenly fell in a hole. He said that. I said, well, what do you see around here? Do you see? And it was this. I think I actually went to this verse. <laughs> I just said, don't you see the evidence that Jesus is here? Yeah, it's everywhere. And you're and so how about the evidence in your life? Have you, how long has it been in your adult life since you weren't bound by alcohol? Mm. And now you've had like three, four months of not being you have total freedom. You're just free. And you're and joy. When was the last time you were this happy? When was the last time you had this much faith? And I go, and you're going to throw that away because a woman spoke on the microphone? He said, It ain't right. And I said, Well, can we sit down and talk about how I feel about that? You know what God has, was she anointed? Yeah. Did she, what she say was touched you? Yeah. But God spoke to you through it, but you want to reject it because of her gender. And we, Mick, Vicky and I know now he, he had mother issues, some, something about his mother or something about a grandma, aunts, who knows? He had women issues, yeah. right? And he went, listen, I'm not kidding you. I saw him about, I, we didn't see him in church for about a month. And then, I, of course, I ran into him out there in business, and he was already back that drunk. Sad. He was saturated again. It was coming out of his pores already. Mm-hmm. And I said, you sold out the, the one, the anointed one, because of your offense at a woman mm-hmm. with a microphone? And um, that, that I've seen this. I mean, when I say I've seen, I've seen everything. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen everything, but I've seen a lot. <laughs> and, and if... <laughs> I'll tell you what, pastoring churches would be so awesome if nobody went backwards. I know. If nobody returned to their crap. Yeah. If everybody that found Jesus just ran on like, like the yeah. last battle of C.S. Lewis in the se- in the Chronicles of Narnia, where they're dancing and running, and you know, there's just this picture of this 
fawn just leaping for run, walking and leaping and praising god as they run further up and farther in and they get to the higher ground you know as they're all getting into heaven and all the all the heroes of all the seven books are there and they're all running towards the father's land and they get to each level and they go look this is awesome this is the best there ever was but wait there's more and let's go further up and farther in further up and further in i think they say further up and further in and they just keep running there's this you know I mean, you just want that to be everybody. Yeah, I can actually confess and testify. That has been me and Vicki. We have done that now since together since 79 for her. And for me, I've been doing it since 75, just running further up and farther in. Just, just hey, let's just go. Yeah. He, I, 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 I can see. I can hear. I can feel the Holy Spirit. He's the one. The joy of the Lord is in me. He's the one. He's the one. Let's go after him. And I don't know if someone starts doing something. Like I remember when Toronto, when I first was exposed to the shaking, quaking, falling, mm-hmm. hollering, yelling, screaming. Chaos. I was offended. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is horrible. I want nothing to do with this. But had I decided, you know, it wasn't what I wanted, I wouldn't have left Jesus. Mm. I would have just kept going after Jesus in a different way, different place. But this is was his plan for my life. So I went for it. Yeah. And, and I, you know, he talks about the people that we've lost along the way. And it's like, you know, this scripture is, uh, you know, they find Jesus and then they, you know, the, the, uh, the seed, the parable of seed or, or you know, uh, wide is a road that leads to mm-hmm. destruction, but narrow is a road that leads to life and Jesus. And if you find it, and it's just like all those things he says, um, you know, once you said about even Toronto and the judgment of Toronto, you know, the chaos mm-hmm. of that was going on, uh, the Father's house really wouldn't be here without Toronto because because it, it was we were spoken to us from when we were in Reading, wasn't it? And during uh, uh, it, it was church? Toronto, yeah. No, it was the forty one first day of the fast. But I mean, it was kind of like reinvent- yeah, it was yeah. it was in yeah. it was in Reading, yeah. mm-hmm. from Toronto. Yeah, where so, the Lord so said I want you to pray had for we just, for 40 just days. not find enough that you know, I mean. It, but the thing is that we let so many things take us away from the one. Right. That's what I guess I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah, we do. Is that tragedies and circumstances and, and the you know having to do something or having not to do something, it takes us away from the one. Yeah. And it's just, I want to read the words of Jesus and act upon them. That's all I want to do. That's really good. Yeah. He goes on in this chapter later yeah. to, um, <clears throat> you know, woe to the unrepentant cities, uh, right? Yeah. They were these same works he was talking about were done and those people took offense or refused to turn you know mm. and it's it's uh quite a lot we have to decide how we're going to respond to to the one to the one yeah you know, when he comes into our town when he comes into our lives how are we going to respond and it's funny because he's like i said in the, when i first started he doesn't say he's the number two he doesn't say he's the number 12 he's the the one the only one there's only one way to heaven and that's through jesus christ so we really need to consider for our own lives what we do when jesus comes near to us will we be the ones that he calls close and blesses are we going to be the ones that uh he woes i I know that i don't want woes i I want no woes i want no please don't woe me jesus i want want a woeless life well done yep maybe in a future podcast we'll look at some of those oh that'd be a fun day it might be (laughs) (laughs) hardly wait (laughs) but for now i think we'll bring it to a close amen thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time have a great week amen god bless y'all Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Church Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. 
If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate and review and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.